Well, welcome back, Louis, to part two of your episode on the Local Legends in Running podcast. Now, in part one, we looked at your background personally and as a runner, and then finished part one by delving into the history of the Gold Coast Runco. So to continue the conversation, I'd like to discuss things around uh, the challenges you faced in the sport and also the things that you've enjoyed. And then look at uh, you moving forward. What plans do you have for this year and beyond? And then, as usual, put to you the quickfire 10 questions, uh, as I've done in the past. We've looked at, like, at college, the good things and the fun runs and the wins and all that kind of thing. But what about the, the hard stuff, like the challenges you faced with running? And to get you thinking about a few things um, and... Obviously, I think of myself, but those who I've coached too um, in running, things like, and you're a bit younger, you don't have a family, but you've got a, you've got a partner, um, you've got mates uh, who I know of in a lot of photos on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> who are drinking a fair bit still in their late 20s. Uh, you, you know, you've been studying, you've been working, maybe it could be injuries. Are you happy to share harder challenges um, in your life? Over the years? Yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest thing for me was um, the emphasis that I placed on being a runner. Like, um, we talk about it a lot um, with the kids at school. Like, you don't want to have that one identifier. You want to be more balanced. Like, I, for a long time, was I'm a runner. So, my identity is is running. Um, and I hated the fact that I was, um, that I thought that, but deep down, I, I always thought it. Um, so changing that over the last few years has been hard, but it's probably been the best thing for me. Um, cause I think, yeah, like I've come from a background where I just want to be as elite as I can. And, um, and things don't go your way so you dig your heels in and like that might mean a couple of days off and then if you have a couple of days off then you feel about yourself because you're a runner um why aren't you running but yeah that's probably been the biggest challenge for me um and then maybe over the last two or three years it's been like you said like i got a lot of mates who used to be runners and now they're just loving their time outside the sport. So, um, and like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't do it. Um, cause I love having a beer with my mates. Like that's, I, I love them. So I'll always make time for them. Um, but there is a part of me that like when you get home and you're like, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, so, and then, yeah, it's more so like, um balancing everything around it i think has been really hard so yeah when i was doing my um last teaching prac i we had lockdown and um i was going to do the marathon and then i didn't do the marathon and i just got in this really bad headspace of like well you know like we're never going to get out of this bloody covid thing so what's the point so i took I think I took like four weeks off um, and really evaluated like things just weren't going well running wise. And I was getting really frustrated and I talked to Jacko and he said, why don't you just take two weeks off? Um, 
and you know reassess like why you really want to do it and I thank him for it a lot because I was pretty angry at the time thinking like obviously I want to do it I'm still here but I've sort of shifted focus um, to being more um, holistic and I think healthy with um, the way that I run and it's definitely helped over the last nine months I'm doing it because I really enjoy it um, rather than tying my whole identity to it yeah so can you pinpoint that time where you had that time off out of the sport was that that was last year did I hear that correctly yeah yeah it was actually like probably two months before um Noosa Bolt or maybe so yeah two months before Noosa Bolt I had a month off um and then yeah like as it happened I I'd signed up for this sunny coast half race um when it before it got postponed and my friends were doing it and they were like oh you may as well do it so I thought yeah all right I'll go back to Gold Coast Runco and I went back and had an all right first session I think I hadn't run in there like a month or maybe five weeks or maybe I'd run like 10 or 20 k's a week and I had one good session and I was like yeah I can do this like (laughs) um so yeah that probably started the good time yeah okay and what in that time off was that like um doing nothing relaxing mindfulness yoga i'm I'm being pretty exaggerated here but or was it more like have a drink party no no it was a lot of that mindfulness stuff and like meditation um because yeah like i wasn't in a great place this was actually just after state crossy um I had to pull out because like my, I just had these heart palpitations where I, I just couldn't breathe. And I was trying to pinpoint what it was. And I went to a psychologist because mum and dad were like, I think you should go um, see someone. And I wasn't really open to it. I've been a lot more open to it now, like listening to people um, have their struggles. I don't have any like underlying mental health issues, but everyone goes through um times in their life where they feel down and they feel blue so I went to a psychologist and yeah he said like you probably had a couple of panic attacks but that's normal like you know everyone has them um so here's what I think you could do and then I started to listen to this guy Hugh Van Kylenberg who's oh mate um, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought him up um <laughs> yeah but go on I'll, I'll yeah to you no well him and this guy called Ben Crow um yeah i've been really into over the last couple of years um lots so of vulnerability read... podcast yeah yeah i love that podcast and <laughs> we're, almost, we're almost getting to that kind of concept right now yeah, yeah yeah go ahead yeah so i just uh like i got really into it and um yeah it wasn't about like going out and um like having drinks because i've already had that time in my life and i know what that time brings me um but i just needed to get my mind right again and and that's how i did it so it was a lot of meditation and mindfulness um i'd like to think that i'm good at yoga but i don't do it heaps so <laughs> oh i think it would benefit every single person if they did it yeah i've done it here and there and yeah the benefits are amazing um and for someone like me i i do a lot as you may have heard earlier 
and I think a lot. Yeah. So yeah, yoga, I think it's great for runners too. So was that, made you think that time, was that pressure from running or the pressure you put on yourself from running or was it more about balancing the running um, and those relationships uh, with your mates and your family and that kind of thing? What was really bringing on that, that stress or um, I don't want to throw around the word depression, but those feelings of, of being overwhelmed and a bit down? Yeah, uh, it's all the pressure that I put on myself. And it's like, uh, at the time, like I hadn't got my degree and I was eight years out of school. And like my family are very successful in their own right. And each one of my siblings is very good at what they do. And I just thought like, why, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. And I just like, yeah, cause I was so tied to being a runner and I wasn't running. I was like, what am I, what do I bring to the table? Um, and so, yeah, it was a lot of pressure that I put on myself um, that I just had to let go of. And um, yeah, I don't think it was pressure that anyone else put on me. It definitely isn't because no one, no one really, when you really go down to it, no one really cares about what you do. They just care that you're happy. Like when, when I'm seeing you in these photos of being out with your mates, how do you control that drinking? You, you just have a couple and stick, stick around. Like I find it really hard <laughs> to be at places when there's like drinking for a long period of time. I'm happy to pop in and out. And then you, then you can be de deemed as a bit of an idiot. And, and um, <laughs> like, it is hard, isn't it? It's interesting. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I used to be, I used to be the guy that would go there for, um one or two and then go home um probably not anymore but now it's it's more like if i know what i'm doing and i know that like yeah i, I really enjoy going out with my mates and i don't see them anywhere near as much as uh, we used to see each other and so i'm more just conversing with them and and talking to them and if it ends up being a big night that's on me i've done that um but i still need to do um what i need to do for running wise so like i can take the hits um i just yeah i used to be the one that would go home early and um now i don't know probably not that <laughs> not as disciplined but i just i know that if i'm doing it then i need it or not need it but if i'm doing it then i want to yeah do yeah it. yeah it sounds like you've got a bit more balance with it so anything else that we haven't touched on there before we move on with um the challenges like any injuries or um work and study and balancing really your life fortunate. yeah i've been really fortunate with injuries not like i've had um some tendinopathies that I would be wary of and like tendinopathies obviously come from weaknesses. So they're always going to be there unless you um, strengthen them. So I just got to be careful. I just got to manage my body. Yeah, no, you definitely, you've definitely managed injury. Well, why is that? Why is that the case though? Like what makes you fingers crossed someone who's, is going to continue to not yeah. be injured so much? Uh, I haven't, I, honestly, I think it's because I'm pretty robust. <laughs> I, um, I, my strength comes from, like, 
I have a really big, strong, like, glute. And um, <laughs> I think that most of the way that I run comes through my glutes. So it, it actually, yeah, like, it doesn't affect me as much as a skinny runner would with the mileage that they put on their legs. So I don't know. Um, good question. Hopefully I can stay injury free. But yeah. 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 Often it's injuries of the lower limbs, isn't it? Um, feet injuries, Achilles calves that, yeah, that particular, particularly like you're alluding to can be from the runners who aren't as strong, particularly through the, that glute area. Um, yeah. That's, it's really good news, mate. It, running is not fun when you're injured at all. So I'm really glad you've, you've been lucky there. Um, what about the challenge though of, um, I'll throw this to you in a way that I hope that you understand the question because it could, it could come back to bite me in the ass. But anyway, I'm going to ask you the question. And the question goes like this. So you're a guy who, who's obviously an elite runner and like we've spoken about, not right at the top and may very well continue staying in that position. Hopefully not. I see you having massive success in, in the marathon and the half marathon. But how do you stay so motivated when there's a chance that yeah. you may continue doing what you're doing, going and doing the national meets, going and doing fun runs? Does that, does that still sit okay with you? Yeah. Um, knowing that and just simply working to get better, the most out of yourself and seeing road takes you? Yeah, like I, I know my role in running and I was that person that thought I can make the Olympics and I can make yeah. one game. It's it's a very like narrow-minded view. I do running because I absolutely love it and I love going down to those meets. And, you know, like I went down to Sydney and came third last. It was a shit race. But I went down and saw both my sister, like my brother and my sister in Sydney and had a good time. Like I, I don't go to races um, that I don't want to go to because I don't want to do things that I don't want to do. Like I, I really enjoy what I'm doing right now. And um, if that never leads to an Olympics, then that never leads to an Olympics. Like yeah. I'm okay with that. I sort of know my role. Um in running and I'm completely fine with it. No, I would obviously love to, to, to be there at the top end, but I think taking a position as a full-time in anything, um, you do go back a bit and you go, well, well, like, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can't go to the Olympics. You've already conceded that by going full-time but there's also no reason that a full-time worker can't be an olympian as well like you've seen that with uh, Liam, and, Liam Adams yeah yeah yep. Sinead and uh all those girls like um oh, particularly women yeah let's not forget um yeah the, the sport of sport of running yeah. uh with women and and continuing to get them to be professional and, and paid more like all of us in running but um yeah. Yeah, no, it's so, so you're, are you completely content then with if you've run a PB or you've done all you can in a race and you've come further back out of the top three, obviously getting a top three, getting a bit of money here and there in fun runs. No one can say that they don't enjoy that. But yeah, 
um, do you get angry with that, or is that something that you're content with? If yeah, you have you have run hard and you've done the best you can with a PB, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I get angry, but I'm certainly never satisfied with not being at the top end. Like, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't go home and like not talk to anyone or or like um, smash things against walls. Like, I'm I'm not that type of person. But if I'm not at the top end, I'll always be looking at things that the people at the top end are doing and going, well, how can I do that? Or um, how can I try and be better than them? Yeah. So do you think it's then more your, your pursuit of um, the best that you can get out of yourself rather than the pursuit of being the best? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So hypothetically, yeah. we strip out racing in running. So you're now, you've now become a recreational runner. So you're not fast. You're not winning races. You're not making any money. Not that you would make that much and you'd, you'd admit <laughs> that to me pretty quickly. But yep. why would you be running in that case? I love the community of it. And like all of my mates are runners, most of them recreational now. And I can go and run with them and have a chat. And that's why I've always loved running, um, that it brings out community in people um, and I think runners are probably more um, willing to help other runners so yeah I, I do it because I love community and and also because there's no better feeling than like I love running in Mount Cuthra or in those trails um, it's just no better morning than a winter's morning in Brisbane yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that's why I run and I try to remind myself of that most days when it does get tough. So, yeah. Yeah, it must be hard when you do train a lot and race a lot to understand the mental impacts of it. And I'm sure in that time off, you start, or any little injuries or holidays or days off that you've had, which we all need, but, you know, I'm not, not naive to the fact as a runner and coach myself that even a couple of days off, runners can start to think of, you know, it's not, not an ideal concept to be thinking about, but, like what's happening to me? Am I going to be putting on weight in the next week? Am I slowing down in my next race because I've had a few days off? Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty bad cycle. I've tried to like rid myself of it um, in the last couple of years um, because exactly what you said, like you do think, Oh, I'm fatter. I'm slower. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just not true. So um, yeah, but it is something that plays on your mind. Let's, let's move on um, quickly. Yeah, so easy. Um, we touched on like, you know, um, money and winning races and payments and all that kind of thing. You've, and you're wearing the on running shirt. Who yep. is that your sponsor at the moment? Have you got a few sponsors or that kind of yeah. thing? And how much can someone of your standard moving around the fun runs kind of make at these runs? What are they paying you guys? Uh, I don't get paid. Uh, I get bonuses. Um, so I don't get paid like a salary and as I shouldn't, I'm not, <laughs> um, I know my role and I'm pretty happy that like this deal didn't come around very easily. Um, and there are a lot of people there that are probably better than me and, and don't have um, the same luxury. So I'm very, very thankful for on, um, and the guys that I chat to it on, but they're legends. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't get any 
cash. I just get um, gear um, and yeah, that's about yeah, it. yeah. No, I, I understand that. Normally, the way is um, that because I guess the outlay for the companies is less when it's their actual products as opposed to payments. Um, yeah, if I confuse you at all with that question, the payment side was more about what kind of money can you make bouncing around to these fun runs. I remember um, talking to uh, Jack Curran many years ago. My wife brought this up last night when I was talking to her about interviewing you today. She mentioned something about Jack Curran talking about, I think it was just as a joke. It might have been at one of those Moonlight Twilights about how he loves getting around to these little runs and picking up a bit of cash for the weekend and that kind of thing. Again, obviously yeah. all in... in in um in jokes yeah but what yeah what kind of money can you make obviously gold coast i know gold coast isn't it like 20 to 20k or something for a winner there but what about the other yeah runs? yeah you can make a lot of money at gold coast it's just that it's a gold label race so yeah. they have to bring yeah. in um the big dogs so yeah you probably won't make that 20 grand but you can make you can make some really good hobby coin like i, I always think of it as hobby coin because uh like we've all got jobs so it's just that exactly what jack was saying that um that little bit of cash there that you can <laughs> take on the weekend and um that's why i love going up to the mining towns because they've always got cash on offer and there's <laughs> lovely people up there and um they're very welcoming um so yeah through the winter you can make a good living if you go every weekend to a different race it used to be so much better like i, I remember jacko saying he made heaps of money um i was gonna ask year. you who, yeah, who's made the most money you reckon well, in, jacko in, for sure you reckon yeah. in, in like brisbane queensland runners you reckon it's jacko? yeah we, they <laughs> they had just these like when the mining boom was actually booming they would mining towns didn't care what money that they were giving they had no idea um so he was killing it um but yeah there's obviously with code we made next to nothing um so that hit us pretty hard but um you can make a, a decent living yeah no it's, it's great that um you know guys like yourself can get that reward because you look at it this way, like you look at, um, if you know anything about rugby league, the, the competition underneath NRL is the Intra Super Cup. And, you know, those guys would be what we're calling um, second string athletes or professionals to the NRL players. Yeah. And they're getting paid pretty good amounts. I had a mate in, in, in trust a few years ago who ended up finishing as, I think, the top try scorer um, yeah. ever in Intrust Super Cup playing for Wynnum. But I remember him throwing around a figure somewhere near 100K. And this is you know over a handful of years ago like as an interest player and probably one of the better ones but you're basically a second string athlete in the running world that you guys deserve these payments of fun runs and even in in the, the track races it'd be great to see um a bit more money thrown around there but we know we're battling other sports so it can be a difficult space to talk about yeah uh we weren't getting anywhere near 100 grand, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you sort of did like you yeah a decent living i don't know if i would say that again <laughs> um but you can make some coin um from from the fun runs certainly nowhere near the amount that you could make in other sports but that's all right thanks for sharing that mate so 
Um, Gold Coast coming up. What's what's the plan next year? Or okay, where do you see yourself the next sort of five years, ten years? Might be a bit of a stretch to think about, but still, in ten years, you'd be the age of probably Kipchoge now. I think it's about thirty six, thirty seven, um, yeah. and still succeeding. Yeah, I'd still like to be in it. Uh, I think getting a full time job will settle me down a lot. Um, but in five years, we'll, we'll probably bring on some different challenges. Like if I, yeah. So, um, I want to be in it and I want to be as competitive as possible in the next five years in the marathon will be the, probably the main goal. Um, and it'll just be working towards probably two to three marathons every year in track season. Um, yeah, so marathon with the goal, but then running some 10, 10K road and half marathons here and there and maybe a, a 10 or 5 track race as well, using that, yeah. that marathon fitness and, and a few speed sessions along the way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic, mate. No, I'm, um, I'm glad to hear that. I reckon, yeah, it's going to suit you, the, the marathon. And, you know, we need more in it. I hope you get towards somewhere near the top that we need more runners at that level. And we're talking like, you know, sub sub 215, probably level, would you agree? 210, 209, I think's the strain record. Was that Monaghetti at 209? I think Deke still has the record. Is it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think Monaghetti was maybe 30 seconds off. Yeah, um, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do believe it's just under two ten. So yeah, yeah. In terms of times, then, what do you think you're realistically able to hit, say, at Gold Coast in the next few years? Um, yeah. And it's it's hard. This is a hard question for you because you've only trained for one and never did the Gold Coast last year. Have you never run a marathon then, even at a? Obviously, no. what about training? Have you run a forty two k long run? No, no, I did a 30k race. So I um I was training at 310s and I thought I could probably hit 310s for Gold Coast, which is about I think we we're training for 212. That was the plan because off the wow. yeah. um I did this 30k in the spit, um, which was up and down along that um spit trail. And um, I think I wore these like they were racing flats, so they weren't the um, the four percent or anything like that. They were just those low profile ons. And I think I ran to twelve pace for that thirty k. But I also realised like I've my mum's been a marathoner her whole life, um, and dad's been in endurance sports. I'm not gifted anything, and I. I could have a goal of running 212, but realistically I could run three hours. Like you just never know in the marathon. And I'm just excited to get one out of the way and then start doing them and, and getting better at them. Um, but in no way am I saying that I could run 209 or whatever. I just, I want to run something quick and I want to, um for the marathon to be like my my main event my stable event but before i like i can't really talk before i run one <laughs> it hasn't been pursued the marathon much in the last five years has it like 
Jack yeah. Rayner and Brett Robinson have. And geez, I feel sorry for Brett with his um, stitch issues. And I think he's yeah. halfway to solving that problem. And Jack hasn't been too lucky um, as well. He run, he'd run an amazing half marathon, hadn't he? Was that Berlin? Oh, in the last Cardiff, year? I think he Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Like who else? Liam Adams has been doing it for ages. I think there'll be a really big uprising. Um, like Ed Goddard just ran. Oh, Ed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, yeah, 13. Yeah, with a blow-up, with a semi-blow-up, 5K out. <laughs> yeah, he was on like 210 pace. Yeah. Um, he'll be one to watch. Yeah. Um, there's another guy called Reese Edwards who's really good. Um, he lives over in Amsterdam, um, but he's Australian. He's running 213 as well. So... There's a lot of guys that are looking towards the marathon. Ten and I think we would go towards it, wouldn't he? Yeah. I just think um, we still got to like have a lot of respect for the marathon. And I, <laughs> I don't know whether that's um, coming out or, yeah, but I don't know. Um, it just seems like everyone goes, oh, well, I can, I just said it before, like I can run 212, but. Yeah, I don't know if I can, but um, certainly give it a crack. Do you think you'll ever get to a point then where you'll start to specify a bit more or do you want to sort of do a bit of both the marathon and the other races in the next few years? No, I'll probably, I'll get to a point where I specialise or or maybe just like, yeah, don't go towards the track. Um, Yeah, probably in the next couple of years. I don't know when that'll be, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, excellent. So, man, we're at the end. I've got these t- 10 quick questions. Yeah, let's do so it. You've got to be honest. You've got to be as quick as you can, so no pressure. But um, yeah. let's get to your nicknames. Do you have any other nicknames away from Louis? Yeah, I have a nickname called Baggins. I have no idea how it um, came about, but my brother called me it no my brother's friend called me it um and it stuck okay interesting <laughs> all um, of my family calls me it it's oh it's that big yeah and in, in the running world are you bagging or not um to my friends mostly yeah all right so mate what what names come to mind to you who have played a really big part in making you the runner you are today now yeah, I'd say Jacko Elliott and Stolo yep. um, yep. and Lloyd Way. Yeah, I thought probably that'd be my, the case. Yeah, my mum and my dad would always be at the top of the list, but they'd probably hound me for saying that. <laughs> no, I'm glad you've put family in there on top of coaches. Um, we often discredit the impact that they can have. Um, what shoes are you running in at the moment for all your runs? Um, on Cloud Stratus, my easy ones. And then the boom echoes for my sessions um, that they're on as well. And then the on, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, the on booms for my um, my races. Everything's on. You're all on onto it, on yeah. on the ons. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you being loyal. Um, yeah. what's your favorite ever run? And the favorite run could be the results you got. Could be a PB. Um, yeah. Uh, a Noosa Bolt, I'd have to say. Yeah. 
I love that race. So it's the race exciting. in general, yeah. 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 Um, that kind of that was a question though, because I was going to ask you what your favorite fun run is, Noosa Bolt. So if I, again, if I oh, ask that okay. question to be specific with an individual result, what would you pick that you're, you're most proud of so far? Um, I was 99th at NCAA cross country, which doesn't sound good, but <laughs> it's all yeah. right. No, I know how big they are. I know, I know that um, is quite a result. Yeah, it doesn't 99 yeah. doesn't sound great. Top 100, yay. Yeah, um, favorite running location. And I want you to think um, outside Gold Coast, if possible, but you can pick Gold Coast. Nah, Noosa National Park. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Yo, he probably. mixed things about Noosa, probably because people hate hills, but yeah, yeah I reckon it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, what's like the weirdest or strangest or smallest little kind of fun run that you've done is it the mining ones you've done or is it something else that you can think of that was like just really novelty that you might have done at some point yeah i did a um a 10k in boise that was extremely small in idaho um in america it was yeah, it was it was weird but it was good <laughs> it was just around the uni and um yeah, we were dodging heaps of people and no one no one really knew the race was on except for us. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'll ask you more about it, but we've got to get moving <laughs> on to see uh, finish this one. Um, okay. Just settle yourself if you need to. Give yourself a few seconds because the answer for this is one word. One word only. It can be hyphenated. So essentially two words hyphenated if needed. Um, why do you run? enjoyment done well <laughs> i was waiting for um to win <laughs> i would have said mate that's two words <laughs> uh that's funny i was waiting for that question and that answer um okay hardest competitor that you've run with so i'm talking someone and it could be it's probably going to be a training mate is my best best um guess but when you turn up to one of these fun runs, a track race, and the bloke's there, and it's like, oh, not this guy again. Or has there been ongoing banter with someone over the years that you've competed with with like a constant rivalry? Yeah, interesting enough, um, Riley Cox from South Australia. I We go to races, and it's either me or him. like, And it'd be point five between us for most of them riley cox and then there's another guy from brisbane max white oak um max I, white oak? I went to, yeah yep. i went to school with him and exactly the same thing um i've actually i think i don't think i've ever lost to him but it's always by like 0.2 and he's always so angry yeah cool that's um it's good to have those rivalries hey mm. um so last one what do you think's the biggest pros but also cons of athletics in Australia right now in any capacity? Oh, that's a loaded <laughs> question. Um, so the pros would be the exposure that the Australian athletics team got at the Olympics. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, well, for me, like to have the media in 2016 shit on all the people that, did really well 
for them to turn that around and like bring the stories like Pete Bowl and bring the stories like um, was it Riley Day and all those people. Yeah. And we could have done so much with that, but we didn't. And I don't know the answer to that one. Um, but I think cons is um, two things. I think like on a um, micro level, like Queensland, um, Queensland run is getting better. There's so much ego in Queensland running um, and no one's really willing to help other people out. Um, and I think that starts from, from a runner's point of view and coaches and um you know, learning from each other. And I just don't think that Queensland people are really ready to learn from each other. Um, so that's from a Queensland point of view. Yeah. So do you have anything to compare that with? Why would, why would you say that? Is it something that American uh, or just like, the state that you've seen or heard of different to that? Um, yeah. I mean, Victoria are awesome at it. Um, but mm. Yeah, And I think that's why they're so good. But the amount of bloody races that I've been on the front and had to run from the front because no one else wants to do any work, I, I kind of get pissed off with it because I'm like, like, you're just accepting second or you're accepting that I'm going to do this for you. I mean, and you're not around really me and the race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's just my point of view, um, which maybe. People may agree with, disagree with, but um, I think on a macro level, like the, we just don't, we haven't found the right sort of sponsorship deal. Um, I think Japan have done it really well where they set up corporate teams um, and like they'll have, let's say like Rio Tinto will have a running team and they'll, Rio Tinto will give the money to the runners and they make money through that and their professional runners for Rio Tinto. I think that sort of money will bring a lot more interest into the sport, but there's just been no sponsorship. Like, I don't know um, much about the organisational side of things, but I know that fuck, if Australian Athletics is getting Chemist Warehouse to sponsor their, <laughs> their three-year deals, maybe we can do a little bit better than that. Like maybe we can sell our sport in a way where we've got buy-in from really big corporate companies that they can have a spare couple of million to spend here and there because they're making billions of dollars. Like I think there's so much um, that we can discover in that space. I just don't think yeah, we're doing yeah. enough around it. So how can we make it more exciting or interesting? Why don't we have like a Queensland running season? I know we've got it through athletics, but they seem to be quite, you know, every two to three weeks, you get one, maybe one or two runs where everyone turns up, the others they don't. Why don't we have like, let's say a six to eight um, week racing season, like rugby league or something. And guys yeah. like you are, you have to kind of sign up you're locked in you're paid an amount of money and each week you're choosing an event whether that be a 800 through to 10k basically the agreement would be to you have to do something each week obviously the the challenge would be recovery between weeks but couldn't athletes yeah. cop wouldn't they be willing to cop 
that kind of hard training and racing for that period to get the recognition and money that is owed? Well, they sh- that's the thing. That's going back to my first point. Like that, that would be unreal. And I just don't think that in Queensland, people are, are willing to work with each other that much. But I 100% agree with you. And I think like I've thought that so many times and, and um, I get really annoyed because the, it, it's just the same thing over and over again. Like when are we going to do something more exciting? When are we going to do something that changes? I think we've been talking about it for long enough now that um, individual companies will come in and save the day, but um, it's run by, be careful with what I say, but like organizations (laughs) that um, have done the same thing for 30 years. And it's like, well, the world is very different to 30 years ago. And whilst they had a lot of good ideas back then, maybe listen to someone who's got a little bit of passion. And I think from my point of view, um, the sports that get, uh, get seen the most have gambling and, and um, drinking at their events. And maybe that might be good for athletics. Um, there are some, some events like, the Sydney track classic or the Melbourne track classic. I remember last year, no one knew it was on until two days before when they went, when Australia athletics went, Oh, Melbourne track classic is on. And I'm like, sometimes sit here and think, well, how does anyone in the general public ever going to know that there's a race on? They're not. And you're just like accepting that no one's going to come. Like do the work to promote it three months out it's not that hard in Instagram. You can pay for ads that have that reach thousands and thousands of people. You can have a social media manager who does that as part of their job. So who, like, who do you, who would you envisage being in that position to really promote the sport? I have think, a balance yeah, well, of they have to come from the organizations, uh, but you can have any, any person with a marketing background to be, paired up with someone who has a very big passion about knowledge and a very big um, knowledge base about running that can just give them the tips um, and then work together. It's all about, I think it's all about working collaboratively um, as a group. Whereas I think we have so many organizations, we've obviously got the seven states and um, territories and then Australian athletics. So that's eight organizations and not one of them works together. Um, and I think that that's probably, that's a problem. No, I've really enjoyed having you on here and yeah, I'm just, I consider myself lucky with who I've got to know through the sport. And I was, when I was talking to Clay Dawson in my previous episodes, talk, talk to him about, yeah, the generosity with people like you just jumping on here. Um, yeah, I do appreciate you being on here and sharing uh, your insights. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure those who listen will get something out of it, particularly around what's happened with your running at the Gold Coast, your time at the American Colleges, um, and talking about those hardships you've had with running. So um, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on.